Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear hotline as fabulous fly balls fill the Mile High Sky. While a smattering of all-stars who can be bothered to show up get set for tonight. Plus real trouble for Team USA and the true behind-the-scenes story of the crowning achievement of my baseball career. The entire hashtag crew is back together. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. He put on a display. He was just kind of on a different level than everybody else. It's like this. we're at City Field right now. He is vibing off the energy like he's in his own home ballpark. I feel like I'm uh, the best power hitter in the game. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you two things coming out of the Home Run Derby last night. First, they should do it in Denver every year. I don't care where the All-Star game is. They should do the Home Run Derby in Denver every year. And second, Pete Alonso is going to go down as the greatest Home Run Derby slugger of all time. And Jessica Mendoza said it with us on TV this morning absolutely perfectly. He is so well-suited for this event, not only because obviously he can slam the heck out of a baseball like almost no one else can, but did you see how he was eating it up last night? He loves it. He loves this competition. He loves the, the show of it. I love seeing that. I love seeing the joy. One of the things that we have missed and have lost and sometimes in sports to some degree is just the pure, unadulterated joy. And I thought it felt to me like Pete Alonso just took so much joy in that event last night. And it was a joyous event. In all the things that we've seen in sports, since sports have come back, I'm not sure I've seen anything where everyone just seemed to be having more fun than they were having last night. And that's all this is supposed to be. At the end of the day, winning the Home Run Derby, look, there's a bunch of money in it for these guys now, but they all make a ton of money. They were out there having fun. No one was having more fun than Pete Alonso. He was spectacular. The Trey Mancini story is obviously a great story, and for him to get into the finals was fabulous. The showdown between Shohei Otani and Soto in the first round was worth the price of admission all by itself. All things considered, that was a spectacular night, I thought, for the Home Run Derby in a week that baseball really needed it. Hem, let me bring in my vice president of baseball conversation, Hembo, who has made his return, and we'll make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. What do you think of my assertion? When it's all said and done, we will say Pete Alonso is the greatest slugger in the history of the Home Run Derby. It's going to be hard for me to go there because I, as a kid, remember watching Ken Griffey Jr. do this and win it three times, as you see on your screen if you're watching on ESPN+. And for me, for some reason, he was the player I always most look forward to watching hit home runs because of how beautiful his swing is. He did it with a, a grace and an elegance. Pete Alonso, I mean, his nickname is the polar bear. He does it with brute force. So I suppose it's a style thing, but I think he has a pretty good chance to break Griffey's record. Well, here's the thing. Now the comparison you're making, and, and maybe it is an apt one, Because what is the home run derby most similar to? I guess the slam dunk contest, right? These are are the two most exciting, physically spectacular acts in their respective sports. And so Michael Jordan was sort of the Ken Griffey Jr. of the slam dunk contest. Mm. It was, it was, there was a sleekness, his leaping ability. There was a beauty to Mm -hmm. what he did. But then Vince Carter showed up, and, and for my money, huh. Vince Carter had the single greatest dunk contest performance of all time. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for brute force. <laughs> like, let's, let's not underestimate the value of just being so freaking strong that it is – like, like 
watching Pete Alonzo hit a baseball is like watching Bryson DeChambeau hit a golf ball yeah, that's right. at this point, right? <laughs> I, I, I think he is going because, – because I think he loves it so much and he's so young. How old is Alonzo? He's, he's a baby. Alonzo is going to be in this event for a long time. Like He's going so. to do this. I believe he's going to do it year after year after year. It is going to become the Pete Alonzo Invitational <laughs> as time goes on. That's what I think. He's 26 years old. He, he was a college player, which, you know, so he started. But his, still. Oh, sure. He has a chance to do this many more times because he gets it. He gets it this week. It's all about the fans. He, 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 he's a perfect example of a player for whom he gives to the fans and the fans give back to him. When he called that timeout yesterday yeah. and pumped up the crowd, it was like the best rock concert you've ever been to. That was the vibe in the stadium last night, and it was a sight to behold. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. And that, that really is something to underline because you have the juxtaposition of two things. So you have Alonzo pumping up the fans. And, and I'll very quickly mention something that I posted recently. When Phil Mickelson, I know this is going to sound like a departure, but I will bring them together. When Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship at the Ocean Course last month, whenever that was, two months ago, when you saw that outpouring of emotion, when you saw all those people flooding the golf course to follow him the way they did with Tiger a year before, that was not because the oldest major champion was being crowned. That was because of what I have said forever. If you are a star in sports and you show the fans that you care about them, they will love you forever. So why does that apply to this? Because Pete Alonso demonstrated last night how much fun he wanted it to be for everyone. Because Shohei Otani, who is now the greatest show in his sport, when asked, well, why are you doing all of these things this weekend? You're right in the middle of a season in which you are already taking on an unprecedented workload. And here you are taking part in the home run derby. And if you watch it last night, at one point he looked like he was, he was I mean, he was doubled over. <laughs> yeah, he was. You know, because that's an exhausting thing. And tonight he's going to be the starting pitcher and lead off for the American League. I don't know how long he'll stay in the game, but one way or another, why are you doing all these things? And his response was, because it's what the fans want. Why does that feel important today? Because the real story, unfortunately, of this All-Star game is all the players who aren't there, all the players who just made the decision not to be a part of it this year. And I think Hembo was disappointed in me yesterday (laughs) because of the take I had on this, which is in this year of COVID, when the players have been through sort of unprecedented weirdness and who knows what's going on in their homes and their family lives. They're trying to play a season. They've got all the different protocols. Obviously, things are a lot better now than they were. But think about where we were at spring training. That's not that long ago. Mm-mm. So I'm willing to give them a pass on not showing up this week. Hembo, you seem reluctant to agree. I'm not willing to give them a pass. This, when I first started reading the stories over the weekend of all the players opting out, it boiled my blood and I'm still not over it. I have to, I'm still not over it. When did the players decide to stop caring about the fans as much as the fans care about them? You often say, why should I care about the games if you don't yourself in talking about NBA load management? That's how I feel about this. We take this game we have, Greeny, for granted, but it was built on the backs of giants. I've talked to Cal Ripken before about how he would stay past midnight at Camden Yards after the players strike and sign autographs until he couldn't sign them anymore. Roberto Clemente, every waking moment of his life, it seemed, was doing whatever he could to build the game of baseball in Latin America. 
In, in 1927, Babe Ruth played 207 games, including all the exhibitions and his barnstorming tours, plus a regular season. Baseball is now a, a $10 billion behemoth, but baseball fundamentally is something of a grassroots success story. And behind every story and behind every fan like me is a catch with your dad in the backyard and learning of, of, of your favorite player. And seeing that player, for me, that, that, that's players Cal Ripken Jr. This is a game greening that provides players, the opportunity for generational wealth. All I'm asking is to pay it forward. I'm not asking Jacob deGrom to stay till midnight and sign autographs or to, or to fly medical supplies to Nicaragua or, or to go play barnstorming tour from Biloxi to uh, Dubuque or wherever. I'm just asking you to play in the freaking all-star game that the fans elected you to. They're the only ones that matter, so pay it forward. I, I think that I appreciate your passion and your feelings on it. I can't disagree with the word that you were saying, I have said for years, and you have heard me say for years, um, that the only thing that I think we as fans can demand of the players is that they demonstrate that they recognize how good they have it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't begrudge any player in sports any of the money they make. I, they, they, if someone wants to pay it to them, God bless them, whether their play seems to warrant it or not. I begrudge not one penny. I believe every human, I, I root for every human being alive to make as much money as they possibly can, as much money as anyone is willing to pay them. The only thing I think we reasonably can ask in return is that every once in a while, it's obvious you appreciate it. Like every once in a while, it's evident to us that, that, that the, the support of the fans, which are the reason you have this spectacular life, that you recognize that. That you don't consider the fans to be unnecessary evil, which sometimes I feel as though we have become. That we don't consider the fans to be something to be dealt with, but something that we actually appreciate. And I get that sometimes that life is a two-way street, and it doesn't work that way. And I get that the modern athlete today is dealing with pressures that we don't understand. That when these, these young players in England miss penalty kicks, people are defacing their murals and sending them horrible racist messages on social media. And that it must be very difficult in that moment to think how much you appreciate the fans. I get that. But something like this, you are right. I can't disagree with you. I, I guess... I, I guess I see it both ways. Like, I see feeling like, man, this is a long season. I need, I get a chance to have four days off here. I want to take it and be with my family. But, I, but, but no one can say you're wrong in what you just said. No one who cares about sports can possibly say what you said is wrong. I, I want to break on that thought. This is Greening with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I, I thought that was really well said. I want to get Buster in here. He'll jump in on this topic. I want to hear what new Nuno and uh, and Bubba have to say about it as well. So we'll do all of that with Buster. And then we will ask a little later one more fundamental question. Why can't we be more like England? <laughs> we got that and more as we roll on. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. From the biggest names in sports. Magic Johnson in studio, the legend. Yeah. To the stories that matter. This was just deeper what happened to USC at that time. And plenty of opinions. It was deeper than just Reggie Bush. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, tomorrow at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Buster Olney jumps in in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline, live from Denver, where they've got the All-Star Game tonight. But we'll spend those 30 seconds talking about California almonds. Country versus country. You versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel, and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay on task, feel-good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein, also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. Can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. So whether you're podium-topping or printing at home, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds own your every day, every day. And with that, we take it live to Denver and into the American League dugout, where tonight he will be stationed uh, as part of ESPN Radio's coverage of the ba- baseball All-Star game. The one, the only, Buster Olney is with us here once again this morning. Hello, Buster. What's up, Greeny? Are you actually in the dugout now? I will be. Well, I'm not in the dugout now. I love baseball, but I'm not going to be in the dugout 10 hours before I need to be. <laughs> okay. Well, I just I'm a little confused as to what time it is, and I will explain why. I think you'll get a kick out of this. It was actually Hembo who mm-hmm. brought it to my attention. I hadn't even realized it. What, I, what you're about to hear are five seconds of me opening the television show this morning. Just listen to this. All that and more as we get up with you starting right now on a Wednesday from New York. Uh, I opened the show by saying on a Wednesday from New York, and you know why? It's because, as God is my witness, I thought it was Wednesday. So, Buster, what the hell? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you're just looking forward to all the trade deadline conversation, oh, plus yeah. being one day closer to the NFL camps open. <laughs> exactly. One way or the other. I, I, I really did, and I didn't realize I had said it until I'm reading the promo for the NBA Game 4 of the finals, 
And it says Wednesday. And my first thought is, oh, I'm going to mentally edit that to tonight. <laughs> and then I realized, hold on a second. Tonight's the All-Star game. That's not the same night as the finals. I'm literally having this thought while I'm on the air. This will give you an indication of just how focused I am. I'm actually thinking, what day is it while I'm reading this damn thing? So, all right, turns out it's Tuesday. Who knew? So anyway, Buster, well, let's start with this. I, I, your buddy Hembo, and, and for those who don't know, Hembo has done extraordinary research and is a guest on Buster's podcast regularly. And these two guys know each other really well, and their passion for baseball is remarkable. So I don't know if you heard it, but but Hembo just had, I'm not going to say a meltdown, but but I, I would say <laughs> a very impassioned, expressed his frustration in a very passionate way about all the players skipping the All-Star game um, and basically just saying, can they give the fans a little bit of appreciation and talked about the history of the sport? It was it was very passionate. But so I just wanted to sort of set the table that way. W- what are your feelings, Buster, about all these players who've chosen not to be here this week? Well, I don't like it, but I would defer, you know, forget the, the thoughts of an idiot sports writer and focus on what I'm hearing from people on the game in the game. Uh, long-time, uh, you know, staffers, uh, long-time players, uh, people who work in front offices, they're appalled with the growing number of players who are backing out of the All-Star game. They wonder if the players have an understanding uh, of why they started the All-Star game to benefit players. They feel like it's a professional responsibility for these guys to show up. There is a perception among folks with other teams, is that the, the members of the Houston Astros didn't go, basically didn't go because they didn't want to get booed. And, and folks with other teams are feeling like, you know what, it's just another, another layer of uh, the Astros not being accountable for this. And they do want, at some point, to put some mechanism in place to compel players to go. You know, I tweeted out the other day a suggestion that if players don't want to go, then just tell the commissioner's office, the Player Association, in spring training, look, don't put my name on the ballot. Don't put my name up for consideration. But the reality is the players won't do that because those uh, details, being on an all-star team, can be used in arbitration hearings. So what you have is some players wanting their cake and, and eating it too. Uh, it, uh, it, it's a bad situation for baseball when you have some of the key guys not being interested in marketing their own sport. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I liked that tweet a lot. I read it on the the radio show here yesterday, Buster, and, and we raised that that possibility that is there some way around that, that a lot of players have all-star related bonuses in their contracts and other things. Is there a way around the money piece of this? Because while, I, yes, we want to see Jacob deGrom and we want, let, let's put the Astros in a different box. That, that's a, They're in a little different situation. But you want to see DeGrom, for example, is having the greatest season of all time. If, if he had informed the, the commissioner's office, just don't put my name on the ballot before the season started, maybe we'd be disappointed that he's not there this week, but we wouldn't be thinking about it. Like the, the actual act of being selected and then deciding not to go is way worse than not having been an option in the first place. So I liked your suggestion, Buster. Is there a way around the financial piece of it? Well, they would have to negotiate it uh, between Major League Baseball and the Player Association to put that dynamic in place. And look, there are a lot of players in the past who backed out of this. Mariano Rivera is one of my favorite players to cover of all time. He skipped the All-Star game repeatedly. You know, I just thought it was wrong. Um, you know, a lot of players could always use that excuse. I could use the, you know, the All-Star break for a few days. The fact is, in talking with staffers yesterday, 
uh, they were specifically talking about DeGrom saying, look, get on a private plane, fly out to Denver, stand on the sideline, wave to the crowd when your name is introduced and you're going to get a huge cheer because you're the best pitcher on the planet, stay a couple of innings in the dugout, then get back on the private plane and go enjoy your all-star break. He didn't have to pitch, but at least uh, have the courtesy to show up. I think that's it, right? And and would that satisfy you, Hembo? Is it about needing to see the players perform, or would showing up satisfy your frustration? You'd like to see him pitch, but showing up would satisfy me. He owes it to the fans to be on that sideline, uh, that that baseline buster, like you said, to tip his cap to the crowd as 50,000 people go crazy because he's the best pitcher we've ever seen, and he deserves to be there. He doesn't deserve to be there. He belongs there. He needs to be there at the All-Star game, and I can't imagine you know, we're the only people that feel that way. So so what can they do, Buster? That, let, let's, I liked your original suggestion, but now they want to impel the players to go there. Well, once upon a time, Bud Selig enacted the Greeny rule, where he made home field advantage in the World Series ride on the outcome of the All-Star game. It was my suggestion. You're welcome. Everybody hated it and made fun of it, but it actually was a good idea, and players actually did show up and took it a little bit more seriously for a while. Now, that's gone the way of the Edsel, so what do we do now, Buster? How do we solve this problem? Well, first off, it's not going to come from Major League Baseball. Given the distrust between the two sides uh, and the fact that, is that you know, if, if Rob Manfred tried to come down with some dictum or some rule – there would be immediate pushback from the players. The fact is it's got to come from leadership within the players' union. It's got to be uh, longtime veterans going to the other players and say, look, you, you owe it to your peers to show up. You owe it to uh, you know, our business that we are all trying to make better to show up. Um, and they need to be the ones to put in that type of rule where if you don't want to go, that's fine, but tell everybody that in spring training so that other players can get votes. <laughs> Other players can get those invitations. Other players will get that attention. You know, for a player to essentially draw attention away from others through voting or through the selection process with the manager, uh, with, with coaches, uh, you know, they're, they're damaging their peers. They're hurting their peers. They're not giving the peers the center stage. They're taking the stage and then walking off and saying, nope, sorry, I'm not going to do the play. Every now and again, there has to be an understanding that the game is bigger than you. Mm. And no matter who you are, no matter how good you are. Now, I could understand the pushback from a player saying, this is what you're choosing. Like, you're pointing, you're telling me that I don't give enough to the game because of this one moment, the All-Star game, which has been devalued in so many different ways. I can understand where that might be the pushback. And I, I don't know that this is something that two weeks from now people will still be reeling over, but I appreciate the passion. And I generally speaking agree Buster with us here on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Meanwhile, Buster, of course, in the ballpark last night, and I opened the show with two thoughts, Buster, and I want your reaction to them. The first, they should have the home run derby in Denver every year. I don't care where they're having the all-star game, but they should have the home run derby in, 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 in that altitude every year. And second, when it's all said and done, Pete Alonso was going to be the greatest home run derby slugger in history. Yeah, your first point is completely wrong and kind of stupid. Like, I love it being in different ballparks, okay? Your second point is absolutely dead on. Pete Alonso in the Home Run Derby right now is Mike Tyson, peak Mike Tyson in the late 80s, where you're trying to figure out who's going to beat him because he's got this thing figured out. Everybody else in the event has their heart rate at 150. Their batting practice pitchers, are their heart rates are 250. And Pete Alonso is... 
absolutely comfortable, and he loves this event. Uh, I think he's going to come back every year as long as he's the defending champion, and someone, as with Mike Tyson, has got to figure out how are you going to beat that guy now that he's figured it out. I agree, and that's the best thing. Nothing better could happen than that Mm. because you need that kind of juice. Can can someone take down Pete Alonso? I think that will be really good. I think by the time it's all said and done, um, he will be remembered as the best in the history of this event. And we will be listening for you tonight. Again, Buster in the American League dugout tonight. So it should be quite a show. Thank you, my friend, and we will check in with you later. All right, guys. Take care. That's Buster. Robert Stanberry, only the third with us there. Should be a good show tonight. Looking forward to a lot of the stuff. Meanwhile, I have a few other things I wanted to get in here next. So let's start with this. I'm sorry. What? What? what, what? I'm sorry. What? what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? So I'm about to say something to which you are going to say, I'm sorry. What? And that thing I'm going to say is, why can't we be more like England? I don't get too excited. I understand we are... Well, I'm not going to say we're better than England. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want us to be more like England in almost any way. But here's what I will say. Basketball is our sport, right? It is. Like b- basketball, we started this thing and we are the best at it. And the, our greatness at it, our dominance of it is being challenged, is being threatened, like legitimately threatened. Like, like right now, the, the, the 92 Dream Team begat all of these great players all over the world. It's a wonderful thing for the NBA. There are more great players coming to this country every single year from other countries to play in the NBA because it is overwhelmingly the preeminent basketball organization in the world. And all that is great. If you view this as a downside, the downside is we're not dominating the international competitions the way we did once upon a time. When we first sent the original Dream Team in 92, I mean, I was there. The players on other teams were asking for people to take pictures of them while they were guarding Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan because they were so excited to be there. Now we're in a position where in the last three days, the American team coached by Greg Popovich and featuring one superstar after another, Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. And you're talking about all NBA players. They've lost two exhibition games in the last three days. That's as many exhibition games as we had previously lost dating back to 1992. So the question is, are we in some trouble here? And when it gets brought up to Popovich that, hey, you, you should be blowing these teams out. He gets all hot and bothered. Let me, let me also answer that question. You know, you asked the same sort of question, the same family of question last time, uh, where you assume things that are not true. When you just mentioned, you know, blowing these teams out, that's never happened. So I don't know where you get that. I have to stop him there. I'm sorry, Coach, but that's just flat out not true. What you're saying is not honest. Nigeria beat the United States on Saturday night. Nine years ago... The United States beat Nigeria by 83 points in the London Olympics. Five years ago, Team USA beat Nigeria by 43 points in an exhibition. Those are blowouts. So to say we don't blow these teams out historically is just not right. So that's what has happened. That's what is happening. But that's not what I want to talk about. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about whether Team USA is going to lose. And I'll tell you why. Because I just am not convinced that most American sports fans care that much. So that's my question to you. Why don't we care about that? I'm watching the Euros, 
And I'm seeing, like, these people in England and all, all those countries, all the countries, like, that's the most important thing that's ever happened. The coach made a bunch of decisions at the end there with the penalty kicks that wound up costing them. That coach is going to be scrutinized. He's going to be every single talk show. I mean, you know, the, the, the hashtag Greeny of London is losing its mind <laughs> this week, annihilating the coach and the players and everybody else. Because it matters. That international competition matters so much in a sport that means everything to the country. Well, basketball is a sport that means a lot to this country. Do you care if we don't win? Like, if we go over, if we lose this thing, we lost it, whatever it was, 12 years ago, however many years ago it was that we didn't win. And it barely created a ripple. Like, Jerry Colangelo seemed real upset. And they went out and they got Coach K and they started taking it more seriously and we started winning again. And that was all really good. And I think people paid attention to that for like four minutes. International competitions, the, the most reaction I've ever seen to one in this country and maybe the most reaction we've ever had to one in this country, happened in Lake Placid in 1980, the Miracle on Ice. But that has nothing to do with this because that was a celebration that we didn't expect. We didn't expect our team to win, and it was such a wonderful story, it became a major national story. But had that team lost, no one would have been defacing murals of Mike Ruzioni, or no one would have been criticizing Herb Brooks that story was became a big story because they won, but there would have been no reaction on the other side. Well, this American team, they absolutely should win. I know Nigeria had five NBA players on their team. I know Australia's got Patty Mills and Joe Ingles. We've got KD. We've got, we've got Damian Lillard. Our coach is the genius, Greg Popovich, who has never heard from a reporter he didn't want to berate and, and, and suggest that his question was insulting to the intelligence of anybody listening. We're, we were we just lost twice in three days. And Popovich is upset with the questions. No, we don't blow people out. You beat them by 83 points. That's a blowout. So the question is, why am I? Well, I'm not even upset. I was about to say, why am I the only one upset about it? But the truth is, I'm not upset about it. <laughs> so my question today, and I'm going to open up the phone lines to you right now at 888-SAY-ESPN is, do you care about this? Like, if the American team, are you going to watch these games intently? And if they lose, are you going to be upset? Are you going to be calling up talk shows like this one, ripping Popovich for his decisions or ripping KD for missing a big shot in a big moment or all the things that happen in all these other countries when they play in these major international tournaments? This is the Olympics. It doesn't get bigger than that. The Olympics is as big. It's bigger than the Euros. I think it's bigger than the World Cup. If not as damn close, it is certainly on that level. So my questions are twofold. Feel free to answer either one you want. 888-729-3776. Will you be watching this intently? Will you care if the Americans don't win in the basketball? And as a corollary, is there any international competition you care about on that level? Do you care when the Americans play in the men's soccer, the women's soccer, be it at the Olympics or at the World Cup? We've seen great enthusiasm when, when our teams go over there and compete, but it's nothing compared to what I see going on in other countries for this stuff. Is there any international competition that you would be as into as you are into the regular teams that you care about? So the questions are twofold. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, and we will take your calls right after this word from Rumble On. Listen, do you have a motorcycle, ATV, even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell? 
With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, even if you're just looking to trade in. RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or model. See what RumbleOn can do for you by visiting RumbleOn.com. Fast bikes, faster cash. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, right, Greeny, rolling along with you here. Busy we've been. Buster Olney was with us a little bit of go. All-star game tonight. Home run derby, all that. But the topic has turned to this question. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. And that is, if Team USA is in real trouble, at these Olympics coming up. And I don't know that, that we are, but it certainly feels like we might be. We've lost two exhibition games in the last three days. One of them was against a team in Nigeria. The last time we played, we beat them by 43 points. The previous time, we beat them by 83 points. The question is, do you care? Like, I just watched the Euros, these international competitions where the fans were losing their minds. This was the most important thing that could possibly happen to them as sports fans. In fact, it it felt beyond that. It felt like the importance of it went well beyond what we normally associate with sports. Why don't we have that here? Do you feel that way about this? Let's use Olympic basketball as the example because that's our sport. We should kick everybody's butt in that. And so if we don't, will that bother you? Will you be upset? And if not, is there any international competition you care about that much? It's what's on your mind, and it's brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. The calls are ready to go. Bubba, let's get them going. Who's first up? Let's start with Kevin. All right, Kevin, weigh in here, my man. Are you concerned about this, about the possibilities? Do you care that much if the Americans win the gold? Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but no, I don't. I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. That's right. And and is there any international competition that you would care about that much or you would care about even close to that much? Yeah, personally me because I uh, I played soccer in college, the World Cup. I mean, that's my like I'm trying to figure out how to get tickets next year. Like mm-hmm. I'm saving money. Like so yeah, that for me, so maybe it's personal based, but your question can have a 100 different answers and can be hours of communication. I think the number one reason why I don't really care about the basketball win is because I don't think we're as tight as a country as we were in 1996. Like when we all just, you know, so, you know, just salivated the mouth over the dream team. You know, I, it's, I think we're such a divided country as well. That's why I, I'm not, it's like kind of whatever, you know, it, it could be look, Kevin. I mean the, the, and thank you very much for the call. Um, we are living in a, in, in a, in a nation that is divided by a lot of things and for a lot of reasons, Sports historically 
has done as good a job, has been as important in bringing us together as literally anything. Now, the circumstances couldn't have been more different, but Team USA, when they won that miracle on ice and everything in 1980, that was at the height of the, of the hostage crisis. I mean, you, if you've seen the movie, you know what was going on in the world. It gave America some hope. It gave us some togetherness. I did a 90-minute special on ESPN about the role that sports played in the recovery in this nation from 9-11, the worst attack on our soil ever. We came together. We were all New Yorkers. Remember that? People chanting, standing and cheering for the New York teams in other stadiums because they, they, they were all, we were all together. So now we're, that's hopelessly gone? Is that over? That's 20 years ago. 9-11 is 20 years ago. Is that, is that done? Are, are we no longer a nation that can rally around a team? I mean, I remember watching the, the celebration here in New York and the champion, of, uh, the, excuse me, the Canyon of Heroes when the women won the World Cup, whenever that was three years ago, two years, however many years ago that was, Megan Rapinoe and all of them with the celebration at City Hall. People got into that, but it's nothing compared to what I was watching on television from England the other night. Let's see who else has an opinion on this. Bubba, jump in. Who's we got? Let's go to Mark. All right, Mark, is there any international competition you care about? Are you worried about the American team? Uh, I mean, I am a Olympic guy. I, I think I think it's pretty naive to think that in a decade's time that other countries can't get better and develop their basketball so that we're not going out there and blowing out teams anymore. Um, I also think politically, like the last caller said, I think our dream team, uh, the guys on that team, they weren't very politically outspoken. And you have a lot of guys on our team now that, you know, don't sit there and, and dribble or don't, or, or rather don't shut up and dribble. And they speak out. And like the last caller said, I think uh, our country is leaning to, more towards football as their main focus of sport in this country. Hmm. And unfortunately, it's not basketball anymore. Well, thank you for the call. Look, I, I, so if you're, if you're frustrated with the way um, certain Americans – are voicing their feelings, you're now rooting against America? I, I, I don't, or, or you're not as passionate about rooting for Americans? Or is the point that you view these as individuals anyway and the fact that they are representing the country is of lesser significance? That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Because those fans in England, again, I keep using that as an example because I watched that the other, it's just very fresh in my mind. Those fans were cheering for players that they generally root against like crazy, right? Th- those fans sitting in, that, in, that, in Wembley on Sunday some of them are fans of Manchester United. Some of them are fans of Tottenham. I don't even know what all the different teams are. But the point is, they're cheering for guys that are usually their enemy, right? You're, you're a, the equivalent to this would be if you're a Jet fan, if Tom Brady is representing the United States, you'd be rooting for Tom Brady like crazy, even though you root against him for 20 years. We don't seem to have that in this anymore. Let me get one more in quickly. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what do you think? What do you think? Hey, how you doing? Um... Simple answer to the question is no, I'm not worried. I think they'll be more than fine. This team has enough talent to win this thing by, if not every game, by double digits. Um, personally, I just, I'm not weighing or putting too much on these uh, exhibitions as uh, I look back at the Paul George injury that happened years ago in an yeah. exhibition. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just kind of, you know, going through the motions, finding each other's skill sets out, and I think they'll be more than fine. Okay, look, I hope you're right. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching the games. And, you know, they, they, they come at an interesting time. I, I find myself appreciating sports right now more than I had in a while. Like, in my life, I've gone through multiple renaissances as a sports fan. One of them came when my kids were born. 
and I started, started taking them to games, watching games with them, seeing it sort of through new eyes. And now another one has come in the wake of this pandemic. Like, uh, we sat there and had nothing, we had no sports for however many months that was, and I hated it. I genuinely missed it. So I'm looking forward to watching these games. But even I have to admit, am I worried that we might lose? Do I think we'll win? Yeah, I think we'll win. Am I worried that we might lose? I I think if we lose, it'll bother me for about 20 minutes. And then I think uh, I will just move on. And I think that more than anything kind of makes the point that we were discussing here. All right. In the meantime, coming up next, Hembo will defend the indefensible. Don't miss it. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.